Hello, this is Father Randy Sly, co-host of Follow to Lead. This episode is a conversation with Bill and Nancy Benzuch, founders of Catholic Sprouts, a daily podcast, and an apostolate for Catholic families. This interview with Bill and Nancy was so rich, we went much longer than scheduled. Rather than eliminate any of the content, we decided to break it into two parts. The following is part one. Thank you for joining us on Follow to Lead. Welcome to Follow to Lead, where we discover how to listen for and follow God's call so that we might lead others to God. Our shared stories of inspiration from religious leaders and those active in the educational ministry of the church can help you know better how God is calling you and the role passionate Catholic education plays in spreading His message of faith, hope, and love. Now please welcome the hosts of Follow to Lead, Father Randy Sly and Kyle Pietrantonio. Welcome to Follow the Lead, a monthly journey into the world of Catholic education, exploring what it means to follow God in order to lead others to Him. I'm Father Randy Sly, your co-host. I'm Kyle Pietrantonio. We're so glad you've joined us today. And as always, we'd like to begin each program uh, with prayer. Father Randy, would you kindly lead us? Sure, Kyle, I'd be glad to. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Christ the teacher, teach us to listen. Teach us to do the deep listening to the sounds of our soul. Waiting to hear your voice calling us to cast out deeper, to become fishers of men and women, shepherds of souls. Follow your will in order to lead others to truth, beauty, and goodness only you can offer. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Randy. Uh, today, we have the great privilege of talking with Nancy and Bill uh, Banzuch. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Nancy? Close, Banzuch. Mm -hmm. Banzuch. Uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, they're the founders of a, a great Catholic apostolate, which we're going to uh, learn some today on the episode, Catholic Sprouts, uh, a ministry to Catholic families. So Nancy and Bill, uh, welcome to our program. We're so glad to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, we're really glad that, uh, that we could have this time to chat. Could you begin our time by uh, just telling us a little bit about yourselves and how Catholic Sprouts came about? Sure. So we live just outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We have five kids. They're third grade and younger. Um, and we are both cradle Catholics, both mm -hmm. grew up Catholic and, um, Catholic Sprouts actually started out. I'm the one that started it, um, because I had the luxury of being an at-home parent while our babies were little. And before that I was a high school English teacher. And when you're doing that, you know, your life is very busy and you have tons of feedback. And then all of a sudden I was home with a little baby that couldn't make eye contact with me yet. And um, <laughs> I just uh, fell into the, the world of Catholic online ministry, which is such a beautiful and developing place. And um, I was fed so much by it personally that, I mean, I didn't necessarily have plans to be part of it myself, but the Holy Spirit will take you on a ride if if you let him. Um, so what happened is that 
about three years ago now, we stumbled upon a little short podcast that our kids would use to brush their teeth. It's called Chompers. It still exists. It's just two minutes long and they get like little factoid lessons for two minutes because that's how long you need to be brushing your teeth. Anyway, um, I had this thought while listening. I just thought like, well, wouldn't it be cool if instead of learning about, you know, like deep sea creatures, they were getting catechism at this point? Because one thing I really struggled with, and I was surprised that I struggled with it because I was very judgy of moms before I became one. I thought catechizing my own children would be natural and easy. Turns out it's neither of those things. Um, yep. When yep. there's so many of them, when life's so full and someone's always has a need or there's always a diaper to be changed, that I would lose my cool and um, crafting was not nearly as much fun as I thought it was going to be, you know, cleaning up and dealing with tantrums. Preparing for it. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, maybe someone's thought of that. So I searched for it and there wasn't any sort of like, because I really love podcasting. Um, I think it's such a great way to consume content, you know, and you turn a screen on in front of our kids and they instantly turn into a zombie. So listening to audio is great. such a great solution for people of all ages, for myself right. too. I zombify in front of a screen too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I actually started making a five minute daily podcast called Catholic Sprouts, mostly for my own kids to actually catechize them in the way that I wanted to because they listened to my recorded voice better than my real voice. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I did that. Um, I shared it. You know, podcasting uh, is something a lot of people really love and it's taken off. And that was two and a half years ago. And we just were getting up to 3 million downloads with it, which just wow. to me speaks to the fact that um, a lot of families were struggling in the same way that we were. So through all of that, the number one lesson that we learned and continue to learn is that um, I started making Catholic Sprouts thinking that it was mm -hmm. a ministry for children, naively. And I realized that any Catholic ministry for children is actually a ministry for adults because I'm not called to be the primary educator of any children except for my own. And, um, you know, I think we all know there's a crisis in the church that there's probably two generations of poorly formed adults. And those are the adults that are the parents of the children. And, um, you know, they're in this position where they're not really fulfilling their role as a primary educator of the faith because they're insecure. Yes, exactly. They're poorly formed. So it was this realization mm -hmm. when we started getting emails saying like, I'm learning so much or, um, I, you know, even adults listening by themselves that like they right. were craving and it was solving the problem in that parents were learning with their children and then able to talk about it. And the Holy Spirit sort of gently led us to the realization that that's the solution to teach families together in bite-sized ways and then teach them how to talk about it. So that's maybe a little bit longer, but that's uh, sort of the journey that we've been on. So we've transitioned and now Bill gratefully, you know, cause you need to have a father calling fathers to be accountable as well. <laughs> He's jumped on board as we transition our focus from just children to the whole family. 
Great. Uh, good segue, Nancy, because I was going to ask Bill, as, as Nancy was doing this work and Catholic Sprouts was coming to be, what was your take as a, a dad uh, and a father and, and a husband? Well, I was one of those people who loved getting the little snippets myself. Um, you know, I think as cradle Catholics, and I can't, I shouldn't speak for all of us, but I mean, you sometimes take for granted your faith, right? You, you know that it's important, you know that you love Christ, but uh, sometimes you're like, this is just the way I've always done things, and you don't put enough effort into it. And so Catholic Sprouts was amazing for me too. And a really great time for me to um, talk with my children about what we heard. The end of Catholic Sprouts always has a really simple little action or challenge. It might just be say a Hail Mary, or it might be tell Jesus that you love him. You know what I mean? Or tell each other that you love each other, uh, depending on what the topic of the day is. So it really um, was a wonderful tool for us as parents using it and for me for sure as a father to kind of figure out how I get started doing this. Uh, I think that's where the challenge comes in is when we maybe don't know what to do, we don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a really just an easy way to get started. Well, and I have to say probably the, like the, the most important thing with the podcast was actually watching Bill mm. And then learning how to use it, which is funny because um, as an at-home mom, you know, I'm with my kids all the time and um, sometimes I'm looking for like <laughs> a break. So my tendency is to turn something on and walk away, which is, but Bill's tendency, and we saw this during the pandemic, most especially right? because um, he- Being home all the time. Yeah, yeah. He was able to be home eating lunch with the kids every day. So he instituted that they would, he would turn it on over their shared lunch and listen to it together and then talk about it. And I just saw like, well, A, you're listening so much better when dad's there showing interest. And the conversation afterward was so much more important than listening. So, I mean, really it's like, oh, I put it together. But if Bill hadn't shown me how to use it, like how it's actually valuable in a family, I guess I never really would have understood what we created. So. Right. The, yeah, that is fascinating how, how that has uh, then formed maybe the approach that you're using now even more intentionally. Would that mm -hmm. be correct? Right. Totally. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. I was uh, looking at your website and kind of deep diving in different areas. And I mean, you've got the podcast, you've got products, you've got resources, you've got challenge patches, you've got a blog, you've got all of these things. And one of the things I love that you have is these foundational statements, the four foundational statements. Yeah. Um, and one of them says, we believe that all Catholic parents need support, resources, community, and inspiration. And it sounds to me like that's really what you're trying to address with all of these different things. Uh, as a parent were, were to come to Catholic Sprouts, though, how would you suggest they begin getting involved? There's so much to do, the podcast, the products, the resources. Where would you, begin, where would you tell them to begin? 
Oh, Bill, where would you tell him to begin? I'm too invested. <laughs> you know, I think one of the best places to get started, if you happen to be coming to Catholic mm -hmm. Sprouts at this time, are uh, the liturgical seasons. Um, I mean, we have a couple really... So normally the podcast will, uh, you know, it's, it's for that time of the year, right? So well, there'll be some parts about um, the particular season that we're in. And we have really uh, two great you know, products that are that really help families kind of have a simple way to have a nightly prayer in Lent and in, in Advent, which is really great places to start. Um, if you have, again, if that happens to be the time of the year that you're in, because uh, that's the challenge, right? It's a I don't know where to begin. Do I have to go and do a bunch of research and come up with my own things? And uh, no, you know, we can, we can do something. And for us, it's really important that it's, it's easy to integrate into your life, right? That it's not something overwhelming. And so that's a, a really great place to start. I think, I mean, <clears throat> broadly speaking in any term, the podcast is, you know, the best place you really, you know, you're listening, you're starting to develop that skill a little bit of listening with your kids, talking about the faith, and then all of the products, uh, any of the printed materials um, are all things that support keeping the conversation going and really living even more sacramentally, really. So what about the challenge patches? That really intrigued me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's a, this is funny. Um, I really wanted something for our own kids that would motivate them to create good habits. And I think the patches system used by, you know, scouts and things is such a genius motivator. And because, you know, it's, it's not really something, but it's, you know, you know, it's, it's kind of just, just big enough, um, to motivate someone. And so we have a challenge. Reward, a small yeah. little reward. Yeah. yeah. And, and a real symbol of the habit that you formed. So we have challenge patches for all sorts of things for the rosary, the divine mercy chaplet. You know, if you say each of those for a month, um, uh, what else is there? There's making a Holy Lent, doing the Jesse tree in Advent. The, yeah. The, having a saint friend, um, the corporal works of mercy, the spiritual works of mercy. We have several of them in the works. Um, but our real hope is that, uh, and I make it really clear that, um, it, like I used to be a high school English teacher. So I have this tendency to want to, uh, like, make sure everyone's doing their work and but um it's been a real lesson to me that again the real teacher are the parents and it needs to be important that they are guiding and that they are involved mm -hmm. so we make it really clear it's like for a little kid if it's saying one rosary each or one Hail Mary each night to earn the rosary patch wonderful if it's an older kid and you're going to ask them to say the whole thing each night wonderful. You know, it's just really putting it back on the parents like this. We're here. It's totally free. All you have to do is print this and fill it in and send it to us and we'll send you a patch. But the real, you know, cause this is how it always is. It's the, the kids sometimes are the ones training the parents, you know, they're motivated to get this patch. So they bring this prayer behavior, this, you know, Catholic lived element into the home. And so, so that's really my hope. It's always a sneaky way of getting back at the parents. So <laughs> it's, it's really giving... another place just to get started again, right? You know, if you yeah. want to teach your kids more about corporal works of mercy and, and you don't really know how to get started, Hey, 
do this patch challenge. And from there, just tremendous fruit will grow. You know, it'll, it'll become more and more apparent um, where, you, where you need to take it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nancy, you're the mother of five young children and someone who has a lot of contact with other families through uh, the Catholic Sprouts apostolate. I'm guessing in your mind, uh, there's no doubt these past several months have been among the most unique uh, and likely most challenging uh, we have faced. Um, from issues of racial tension uh, to a global pandemic to a very heated political atmosphere in our own country. Yeah. In your opinion, what do you think has been the hardest challenges for Catholic families during this time? Oh my goodness, there are so many. Um, I think it's been the breakdown of community that's been the hardest for Catholic families. Um, when we, uh, you know, we all thought the pandemic was kind of ending in the summer. Do you remember that? And it certainly didn't. And um, we put a lot of work into kind of talking to our community. You know, what did you learn? Um, and of course it's continued on and we're continuing to learn. Um, but was, what was interesting through that, we did a really deep survey and even some conversations with people. Um, like it, it was very hard, it continues to be hard. I for one was really put in touch with the fact that I'm so thankful I live next to a wonderful Catholic school because I do not have the uh, patience for homeschooling or distance learning, it's very hard. Um, I just think, we all sort of were forced to sit in our own homes with our own issues, um, which is very hard. But I really believe, um, you know, I, I, we know this to be true as Catholics, that God is with us in the hard times and the suffering. And he's not only there, but he is working. And I'm really excited to see now that we're in 2021, um, to see the fruits because, you know, he didn't bring us home to sit with our problems for no reason. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of conversation in 2020 about the fact that this was the year of the domestic church without any real explanation of what that meant. And I think um, some people thought that meant it's because we're streaming the mass in our living room that now we're a domestic church. And I think, praise be to God, we're all more aware of what a domestic church is or the, the distance between where we are and where that is. Um, in our own community, we've seen just a strong motivation to finally make that happen and to realize, like, I can't avoid what's happening in my home anymore. I can't look over those wounds. I can't be, you know, and, and there's there's a point where I'm not being fed out there anymore because those, you know, those, my women's group isn't meeting and the kids sports aren't going right. we need to be fed at home. So um, anyway, it's, I just, I really do think, I know personally for me, it's been the shutdown of community and it's even as simple as um, we have a, our youngest is in preschool last year, I'd have to walk her to her classroom every morning and it naturally built community with the other moms there we would stand in the park and talk you know or even um, walk across to the church and pray a rosary together and now all of that's gone 
you know, I pull up and she's whisked out of the car and I haven't been able to step a foot in the school basically all year. Um, and it's, it's isolating and it's hard, but, um, anyway, to me, it's the breakdown of community, but I think God will use this for his glory as he always does. Amen. Uh, uh, as a family, uh, are, you're living uh, near Minneapolis right now. Is that really where you were born and raised, both of you, or where are you from? So I'm from rural Minnesota, but Bill's not. No, I actually, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, Southwest PA originally, uh, and moved to Minnesota in 2006. And a few years after that, met Nancy, and I'm pretty much a Minnesotan now. Hopefully my mother's not listening to this podcast, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely feel at home here. Feel very much Minnesotan, uh, except when it comes to football. And yeah. I'm, and I'm still a, South still a Steelers fan. Pittsburgh Steelers fan. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. They're all over the country, aren't they? Yeah. You really can find them anywhere. Fans anywhere. Yes, you really true. can. Nancy's been pretty amazed at that, but yeah, so it's been great living here. Um, being here, we found a wonderful community of people that we, of uh, great Catholic friends, couples that we've grown up with, really, you know, through marriage or through dating, uh, engagement, marriage, first children, second children, third, you know what I mean? So uh, it was a true, true blessing uh, in my life that the Lord brought me here. Mm-hmm. So going back uh, to the four pillar beliefs of Catholic Sprouts, uh, one stating uh, that we believe children learn best from their parents and that all children will fall in love with the truth of the Catholic faith if they are taught with love. Nancy Bill, how do you see Catholic schools assisting achieving that goal um, and, and this very important work? Excellent question. I think um, people assume that we homeschool because we say that. We do not. We learned during the pandemic that that is not our calling (laughs) and that we are so, so grateful for the Catholic school our kids attend now, for the Catholic school they'll attend um, when they graduate from our parish school. Um, However, and, and I'm also a former public school teacher, so I have both, I'm in both worlds. I think, so both of my experience as a teacher and now that we have our kids in school, we still see and know that like, that's beautiful. We're so happy they're there. But our example, our lived faith is going to have the strongest and most lasting impact on them easily. Um, In fact, I was just thinking about this. So our oldest received his first Holy Communion um, right, like the, literally the last mass before they closed down our diocese. And so, um, Bill actually had a really cool, like he was able to sort of step in, in a way that wouldn't have been possible without the pandemic. And, um, it, to me, it really, you, well, you tell the story. It's really good about mm-hmm. Gussie receiving his first Holy Communion. Yeah, so <laughs> we went to Mass haphazardly on a Tuesday night, not at all unknowing that this was happening. And our parish priest came to us and said, you know, um, we, we know that I know that the diocese, we're going to shut down Mass is coming up this weekend. Would you like, his name is Augustine, would you like Gus to join or to receive First Holy Communion? And um, we were both sort of 
What are we going to do? And um, this was an opportunity for me. I kind of had to take us aside and talk to him a little bit about, um, you know, my own, my own relationship with Christ, the belief in him truly present in the Eucharist. Um, and actually, Father happened to be, he was walking into the confessional before that, uh, for the, you know, right before Mass, and uh, talked a little bit about confession. Well, he, of course, had received his first reconciliation, but really wanted to receive it again. And, um, and so it really was um, just this really, you know, you kind of had to step up in that moment, right? right? There was no time for the full commute, you know, the full preparation program. Um, it was something that uh, you had to kind of figure out on your own. And it's one thing we talk about a lot is that the Lord gave us these, these children, not on accident, right? He, 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 so he gave us the capabilities to be able to do this. We just have to um, believe that, uh, have confidence in it, and then know through whatever avenues that you learn this, that our example, the authentic way that we live our faith, simply talking with them about it, significant, I mean, that's the main factor in helping them to really want to live their faith as they grow older. Um, It's important. We have to learn more about the history of the faith and things like that. Uh, We are not at all discounting it, but it is our example and our relationship with God that they see and our, the way that we pray that will enliven them to do it, to want to do it more and more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I see the I see Catholic schools and us as and our job at role as parents as totally complementary, right? There's not an either or or something like that. It is this wonderful way of you know faith being a part of their school lives, which complements how it should be at home as well. It should be part of their home lives um, yeah. with just as much, if not really more, uh, intensity. Uh, so we are really trying to find ways to help parents have that yeah to to not get overwhelmed i know for me when something seems overwhelming i shut down i'm like okay well we can't do it mm-hmm. or i don't know where to start i don't have enough time to figure it out um you know here's let's find some really simple ways to get started and really live the faith at home yeah and i i love what you're saying and um our whole goal for our children is to like have Catholicism be the natural way that they navigate the world, that they see everything. And, you know, we lay the foundation by introducing them personally to Jesus in our home. But then is that a Catholic school where even, I mean, our school is incredible. Like they're even like Catholicism is a part of math and literature and everything. And that's what I love is that we introduce them to Christ and then they continually experience Christ in his beautiful church every class. So we're partners. Mm-hmm. That's how I see mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. That is really neat. You know, um, I have a friend who leads an international uh, ministry for fathers. And one of the things that I noticed from people interacting with him is that they assumed that he had mastered the art of being a father. You know, right on that organization. You know, I'm, I'm wondering for you all, at having a ministry focused on family life, I'm guessing that's not the case, that it's not a matter of mastery. Uh, kind of tell us, what are some of the biggest personal challenges as a parent that you face? Oh, I'll tell you mine. Um, and it's been a wonderful learning. So I, 
I'm super type A. I want, you know, I want kids. I'd love it if at prayer time at night, we were all sitting down, hands folded, quiet, absorbing everything, you know, lots of structure, this kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> and, and it is not like that at yeah, all. Yeah, good luck with that. Right? Good luck with that, man. Uh, no, no. Um, so, you know, I struggle with that a ton as a parent, you know, like wanting order and, and these kind of things. And I have slowly over my, our nearly 10 years of being parents that to give up that control. And sometimes it's really hard and, um, yeah, it really is. But, uh, it's also been a tremendous learning because, uh, you know, when they're, when they're crazy, when they're running around, uh, yelling, you know, our kids have a much bigger capacity to absorb through that kind of thing. Even when they're distracted than we do as adults and we forget that, you know, we live relative, most, many of us live probably a very structured life. You know, we have where we go to work and we have expectations and we follow processes, et cetera. And um, that's just not the way our kids learn. That's not the way they're doing things. And so we, at prayer one night, I just, we were, we read the gospel every night and I'm just like, what did you hear? You know what I mean? Like, did you hear like, anything? Did you hear anything? <laughs> and our six-year-old who is by far out of all of them, his name is Dominic. Uh, they just... He's just yakking through the whole thing, you know, who, I, we don't even know what he's saying. Yeah, he's wild. And he would come up, I mean, he would just say these amazing things like, you heard that? You know what I mean? You were, so you really were listening and heard. And so that also helped me to give up a little of that and say, you know what? I realize it's not, um, it's not perfect the way I think it should be, which of course is not a good way to even be approaching it. Um, just the fact that we're praying together, we're reading the Lord's word, we're... And it's, it's sticking, right? It actually, they are hearing it, um, even though it may seem like they're not. So that's been a tough thing for me. So I'm, I'm actually really glad you asked this question because we don't try to come off as experts, you know, just because we've had five kids doesn't mean we know what. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're journeying yeah. with all the people that take part in our ministry, right? You know, we're we're struggling through the difficult things. And um, I think sometimes with more kids, it gets, maybe it's harder. I don't know. Yeah. than easier. I don't know Certainly what you think. More yeah. opportunities to be humble. That's for right. Sure. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I used to have a poster that said, just when I got all the answers, they changed all the questions. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. In fact, I was just talking to um, our parish priest is our spiritual director for our ministry. And he's, man, he just tells speaks you know he's not one of those guys that's going to dance around it and I was lamenting to him oh, yeah, about my personal prayer you know I'm like I have been why is it still hard like why I have made the commitment I have done it for years yeah. why every day do I have to fight the resistance to skip it every day and I was lamenting I'm like isn't it going to get easy you know isn't there supposed to be like 30 days of a habit and it's easy and he looked at me and he goes, did you expect that following Jesus would be easy at some mm. point? I was like, oh, no, but yes, kind of. <laughs> they know? want it to be. And it's the same with parenting. It's like you kind of expect that at some point they're not going to drive you crazy anymore. Or at some mm -hmm. point, you know, someone 
not paying attention in prayer and kicking a sister isn't going to drive you nuts anymore, but it still does. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now, Nancy, are you a type A? As well, no, I'm I'm probably like in the D range, honestly. <laughs> I, I yeah, which is probably why we have a good marriage, yeah, actually. <laughs> I don't know. We balance each other out yeah. sometimes, um, not not very peacefully. But yeah, no, I am definitely on the other side of the spectrum. I would say what I struggle with in parenting is very different than Bill. I can put up with a lot of nonsense, but I struggle with vulnerability. You know, like my, my prayer life is very personal to me and, um, I struggle even to share, you know, you know, just, Oh, how, what's your relationship with like Jesus? And i you know, do I really, can I verbalize these mm -hmm. things? Um, I can talk about theology all day long, but when it comes to, um, you know, the secrets of my own heart, I do struggle with that. And I see Bill's an open book, so he's very good at that. And I see when he does share how powerful that is for our children. So I've kind of identified that as something, a little handicap that I need to work on. This is the end of part one of our wonderful interview with Bill and Nancy Banzuch. Please join us on May 21st to hear the conclusion of our conversation. If you haven't done it already, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and to leave a comment to encourage us toward future programs. We also want to thank our production interns, John Sampson and Alex Shire, along with our production supervisor, Mr. Jack Alsbach, for producing this podcast. This is Father Randy Sly. May God bless you. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of Follow to Lead, a production of the Duke and Altum Schools Collaborative. To learn more about finding your own path in your journey of faith, or for more information on what we discussed in today's episode, you are invited to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at diaschools.org. To provide a one-time donation or monthly pledge, please visit our website. Your gift will aid us in providing up-to-date information, additional resources, and other support on how to take Catholic education to a higher level. We look forward to helping you follow God's call to lead others to God right here on Follow to Lead.